Uh, turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 4. These are uh, uh, Wisdom Wednesdays. Uh, we're going to begin talking about gaining God's wisdom for living a godly life. Uh, and I'm just going to go through some of these Proverbs. In fact, you're at Proverbs 4. We're going to read this. It's been our keynote verse, but then we're going to go back even to Proverbs 1. So let's just get this in our heart, and then we're going to read the Scripture, and we're going to pray and ask God to open up our hearts. Hear my children. Everybody say, that's me. And look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Hear my children the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and, and the only one inside of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Everyone say, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Let me read on. Exalt her, and she will promote you. I love that. She will bring your honor, you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver you. Amen. Everybody say amen. Man, I'm telling you, those verses right there just... They just light me up. And I love this phrase, wisdom is the principal thing. And just a quick review from Sunday, because Sunday we introduced this churchwide campaign by talking about this very thing and, and wisdom being the principal thing. Everyone say the principal thing. If you weren't here Sunday, uh, yeah, you, you're going to learn something here because that word principal thing is the third word in the Bible. It's the third word spoken in the Bible. What would that be? The beginning. That's the word where it says principal thing. And so Solomon says, he says, wisdom is the beginning ground. It's where you need to begin. You need to gain God's wisdom in your life. In the beginning, in the, in the beginning, God created. And, and wisdom is the beginning place for all of us. And so he says, in all you're getting, get understanding. And so that's what we're doing this month. We're gaining wisdom. That word get, when he says get wisdom, everyone say get wisdom. Remember the old uh, commercial got milk? You know, I kind of get wisdom, got wisdom. Hey, just kind of my thoughts, and it just came to me. But uh, that word get, it means this. It means to erect, create, or procure by purchase. It means the gaining of wisdom is not gained just by sitting on your blessed assurance and showing up at church every once in a while. Wisdom is something you've got to work towards. It's not gained without effort and expense on our part. It takes time and energy and effort and, and all kinds of uh, uh, you know, uh, effort on our part to gain the wisdom of God in our life. Amen. Uh, Ross is about to embark on a whole new level of getting some more wisdom. Uh, and that wisdom, hopefully, will promote him. That's the goal, right? Uh, it said, exalt her and she will promote you. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, we have the responsibility and the necessity uh, to, uh, to erect, create, and procure the wisdom of God in our life. Uh, by effort and energy, an expenditure of our time, our treasure, and our talents. 
It just doesn't happen. How many of you know uh, if you sit on the back porch and twiddle your thumbs, uh, it's, you're just, you're just going to be there. There's no gaining of, of wisdom and insight. So we gave you a definition Sunday too because the, word, the very word wisdom in the Hebrew, the, kind of the, the, the root meaning of it is skill. There's skill. Wisdom takes skill. You, you, it's, and skill takes time, energy, and effort, correct? So here's a good definition. The ability to live life skillfully. Now, I've asked you that, how many, we talked about this Sunday, how many have ever done something really stupid? You know, you just go, you know, that just was stupid. Why did I do that? Why did I go there? Why did I say that? That was so stupid. You know, uh, we, it's because we haven't learned some things in our life so that we can live life skillfully and godly in an ungodly world, it takes great skill. And I, I gave you a couple of illustrations. Uh, you know, Paul told Timothy in Second uh, um, Timothy 2, he said, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. In other words, if you're going to be skillful and handle the word of God accurately, you've got to Study. You've got to get out there and expend some time, energy, and effort. And that's the principle. Psalms 1, uh, if, if you want to live godly in this life, you've got to apply uh, energy and effort. I love it. He said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And here comes the time, energy, and effort. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You know, it takes time, energy, and effort to obtain anything, to be skillful in any area of life and to gain God's wisdom. Uh, and then I gave you a four-point plan. This was all from Sunday, but in case you missed it, the first one is this. As you know, uh, read a proverb a day. Just, just every day in the month of January, read through your proverbs and take time. I read each one two or three times. It doesn't take but just a few minutes. And I think through them, and then, of course, my little habit now is when I think through them, I get a couple of three thoughts and I put on the, uh, you know, um, uh, you get my laptop out and shoot a little quick video. Uh, and uh, if truth were known, I had a few little blooper, I could make a really good blooper reel, but I quickly delete those so as they don't uh, get off into the uh, internet world and I become the laughing stock of the uh, devotional world. Uh, but we read through the proverb, okay? And then the, the second thing was receive. Just, just open your, 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 uh, your ears, your eyes, and your heart and say, Lord, I receive what you're saying to me through this proverb. And every time I read a proverb, it seems like some new little angle pops up in my heart. I'll show you some tonight. You've got to open up and receive. And then the third thing uh, is respond obediently. Just begin to, as we'll see tonight, let God correct your path. Respond to His Word this month. And then request God every day to give you wisdom. He said He'll give it to us liberally. In fact, uh, uh, Psalm 2, He says, For the Lord gives wisdom. Tell three people, For the Lord gives wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom. He really does. Beverly, for the Lord gives wisdom. Amen. People have been worried about you. Everybody says, Is Beverly here? I said, I don't know. Maybe we should go find her. But she came. She, that's what I thought. I told him that. Uh, and so it's good to have you with us tonight, Beverly. Amen. 
husband. She's been working hard today. Uh, and so he gives wisdom. In fact, James 1, he gives us liberally. But we've got to ask in faith. So he said, you've got to, if anyone lacks wisdom, anybody here lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. God, give us what He said this very clear. If you lack, ask. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men or all liberally, but let him ask in faith. God wants to give you wisdom, and you just have to ask in faith and then, re, re, and, and then begin to walk out what he says to you. So that's where, that was what we kind of shared with you Sunday. Uh, and tonight and over the next few Wednesday nights in January, we're just going to kind of answer this question, or we're going to fill in this blank. We gain God's wisdom by. Everyone, everyone read it. We gain God's wisdom by. What's wisdom? In fact, everybody look up at me. Don't go back on the... Anybody know a good definition of wisdom? I just told you. What? Anybody can say it out loud? That oh, I think I can remember it. Oh, my gosh. Listen, you're going to learn tonight. You better listen up. It's the ability to live life what? Skillfully. We get the ability to live life skillfully by. Okay? And here it is from Proverbs. I'm going to give you four tonight. Uh, and, uh, and, and in fact, I just, man, there's some things I learned uh, the last few days about this. These four things that just, they rev my motor. One in particular. Uh, and that's the last one. The first thing I want to share with you tonight. We gain God's wisdom by correction. Everyone say correction. Go to Proverbs 1. I'm going to show you something interesting tonight. And it's going to change the way you read. Unless, I don't know what how King James reads out. Anybody here still read King James? I, I'm, I'm a new King James guy. Uh, it's okay if you do. Some of the words kind of throw you for a little loop. Uh, but uh, uh, here we go. The first uh, couple of verses. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. Everyone say, to know wisdom and instruction. Now, wisdom and, and instruction go hand in hand. To know wisdom and instruction... To perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom. Now, I'm going to stop right there. And he goes, well, he goes on to say justice, judgment, and equity. Interesting little insight, the word instruction. To know wisdom, the ability to live life skillfully, and instruction. Instruction here is not like we're, I'm doing here, like... Uh, I'm giving you, instructing you on the things. You look at this word, uh, it means this. It means uh, uh, chastisement, reproof, and discipline. Correction from God. And the first thing that the writer here, or, or Solomon says, I want you to know the, how to live life skillfully, and, and I want you to know and, and understand instruction. I'm coming to correct you. There's some correction. Verse 3, to receive the correction of wisdom. How many of you have got some things in your life that need to be corrected? 
It's interesting to me. We want God's wisdom, but we don't want His wisdom to correct us so we can live life skillfully. We think wisdom is God giving us some special insight to make a hundred more dollars a day or something. Listen, wisdom is the ability to live life skillfully. And that word receive means to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to reach out and take this chastisement and this reproof from God. I'm going to take it. I'm going to let God correct me. I'm going to take this reproof. I'm going to take this, this, uh, this, uh, spiritual spanking if necessary. This discipline in my life that is so needed in order. How many of you know the, the discipline we give our children is to provide them wisdom? The ability to live life skillfully, right? Why do we discipline our kids? We want them to live right. We don't discipline our kids because we're hacked off at them. We want to whoop on them a little while because they've they've chapped us and upset us for the day. And we're going to make them pay, bless God, for their inferior uh, attitude towards their parents. No, that's not the discipline of God in our life. God disciplines us because he does what he he loves us. That's what parents do. And so Solomon comes along and he says, listen, uh, if you want wisdom, you've got to let God begin to correct some things in your life. Some things need to change. The instruction, the chastisement, the reproof, the discipline. And it says you've got to receive. You've got to receive the discipline of wisdom in your life and let these things begin to uh, take up residence in your heart. Now, here's the one thing you and I have learned already. We don't even have to read it in the Bible. Foolish people refuse discipline. Foolish people refuse correction. Foolish people don't listen to the correction of others. Now, look, look what he said. In fact, I want to read all of this. Proverbs 1, 22. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, that means naive ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorners, and fools hate knowledge. They turn at my rebuke. In other words, wisdom comes along and, and, and rebukes them and corrects them, and they just turn away from it. He goes on to say, Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. Speaking of the fools who resist the correction of God in their life. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I'll stop right there. Look what he's saying. Let me tell you, he said, it's foolish. Not to listen to the counsel and the wisdom of God in your life. And let Him correct you. Are you with me? Say amen. In fact, think of the word repent. Did you know repent, you know, John the Baptist came along uh, preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance, as you, you and I know, doesn't mean just being sorry for your sin. It means changing direction. And repentance is one great big correction of direction in our life. 
And so when we read through the Proverbs or when we're just seeking God and the corrective uh, hand and, and, and presence of God comes down in our life and convicts us of our sin and convicts us of our wrong and convicts us of the way we're thinking wrongly, uh, we yield to that and we, we repent from that. We turn from that and go in the direction that He would have for us. And when we do, we get wise. The wisdom of God is made real in our life. Amen. Look in Proverbs 12.1. Let, let me build a case for it here. Look in 12.1. I love this. Now, catch this. Remember, what does instruction mean? Chastisement. Reproof. Discipline. Look in, look in verse 1. Whoever loves, there it is, Instruction. He's not just talking about being a good student of the Word. He's talking about whoever loves it, when God comes along and corrects them and reproves them and disciplines them, whoever loves it. I've never met anybody who just loves to be whipped up. I've never gotten a spanking from my dad and go, Oh, man, I love that. It was awesome. <laughs> Give me some more. Give me some more. Hit me again, Daddy. No, uh, but when God comes... Because we know his nature. He's not correcting us just because he's, he's not mad. He loves us. And it says, whoever loves this correction, this reproof, this discipline, loves knowledge. But he who hates correction, there's the same word, is stupid. Somebody wondered if, you know, when... When I was growing up, you're not supposed to say stupid. Somebody should have told Solomon. Smartest man in the world. He who hates correction. He who resists it. They're not going to listen. If you do this, you're going to go down. And, oh, I'm gonna... They're stupid. In fact, I love what this word means. This word stupid means brutish like a stupid it's really stupid cattle. How many of you know cattle are stupid? And he said, he who hates instruction is like a stupid cow or, or a stupid uh, 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 cattle. They're just stupid. And they are. In fact, if you look in Proverbs 7, uh, he equates the guy who's following after the harlot woman like this. <laughs> he's following after her, and it says he's like an ox to the slaughter. Because an ox is too stupid to know that everybody who's gone down this road has lost their head. And so Solomon says, and he's just saying, listen. Here's the, be hey, the beginning of all things is getting wisdom. And, and he said, you've got to know wisdom and you've got to know the correction. You've got to embrace the correction of God in your life like never before. If you want to get wiser and live life, uh, uh, learn to live life skillfully, you've got to learn to embrace the correction of God in your life. Because, hey, he loves you when he corrects you. And, and when correction comes and we yield to the correction of God, it, it, it straightens the way in our life. Amen. Who? Everybody say correction. The second one I see, we gain God's wisdom by correction. We also gain God's wisdom by discernment. Now, this is verse 2 of chapter 1. Uh, if you want to go back there, he says this. He says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive. Everyone say perceive. 
That means to understand or discern, to be discerning. You know, uh, uh, people who lack wisdom are undiscerning, right? I mean, it's, and he said, you've got to be discerning. Now, let me just say this about discernment. Uh, it, it is established within us by way of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, before you got saved, you were like an ox headed to slaughter. Spiritually, you were dead in your trespasses and sins on your way to hell. We all were on, on our way to hell in a hurry. And I've always said sin makes us stupid. We do stupid things. We make stupid mistakes and, and we're sinners. It's just our nature. We can't help it. Nobody had to teach you how to push your sister down the stairs, did they? No, it just comes natural. And we have no dis, real discernment in our life. But when we get born again, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. And now we have access to the true nature of things. In fact, one of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment. Not just discerning evil spirits, but good spirits. I'm, I'm a semi-discerning guy. There's some things, uh, even as a young guy, that I could just walk into a situation and something in me just went, eh, eh, eh. it's kind of like lost this warning, warning, Sam Walker, danger. I just, that's just me. It's just, I think I have that gift. Uh, but all of us, when we get the Holy Spirit operating in our life, when we start living a spirit-filled life, we have a heightened sense of spiritual discernment and insight available to us. And so we've got to use that discernment and we've got to appropriate that discernment. And if we're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, uh, we, we, we dull our spiritual senses and we get stupid again, right? So we've got to be full of the Spirit and, and then we can begin to perceive our capacity to understand the true nature of things, to, to sense what's going on when nothing's going on. In fact, spirit-filled people have an inroad into God's Word and wisdom like no one else. In fact, there's an anointing of discernment that comes upon us. Not just as we're walking through life and the traps and the evil, but as we're studying God's Word, insight and discernment comes towards us. I want to show you this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want you to turn over there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This just this explodes this thought right off the pages into reality in our life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Let's begin there. When you're there, say, yeehaw. Here we go. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Or mature. Who says mature? Nobody? Mature. Good. Those who are mature. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, but catch, follow along. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love them. Now catch it. Here we go. But God has revealed them to us through his what? 
Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Well, do you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit? For goodness sakes, why wouldn't you want to? <laughs> These things we also speak, verse 13, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? Foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Did you see? Man, there is a, that's a boatload of insight about when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit in our life and, and that spiritual uh, anointing in us, the Holy Spirit puts us in a place of spiritual sensitivity and discernment like no one else. And if you're not walking in the Holy Spirit, the things of the Spirit are foolishness to you. Wow. Everybody go, whoo. So it's discernment. We gain God's wisdom by the discernment that, uh, that God gives us when we give our, give our lives over to the control and the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Everybody stop right now and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Let us walk in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Let, let your Holy Spirit guide us and govern us and lead us and, and convict us and, and, and anoint us and speak through us and gift us and grace us. Oh, God, baptize us afresh in the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Everybody said amen. I think of Paul the Apostle. He was, a little gal was following him around saying, uh, you're the... Uh, Son of the Most High God or something, and uh, I, I, something like that, I can't remember. But she was really, and he whirled around, and he recognized it was the devil. And he had a discernment, and he rebuked that devil because he had discernment. Let me tell you something. In this world we live in, 2016 needs more wise discernment in our lives than ever before. You know, I was, I was listening to that, and I don't know. I'm not an alarmist. You know, Y2, anybody remember Y2K? I couldn't bring myself to stock up much of anything. I think, I think I bought a case of water or something to make my family happy. And, you know, when it rang in the new year, I went over and turned the water on. We look at there, and nothing happened. I mean, I'm not, I'm just, and some people think I'm a little too lackadaisical. Maybe, I don't know. So don't, don't just, you know, you better... Get your own discernment going. But man, I, you know one of the biggest commercials you hear on talk radio today? You can buy food for a thousand years. Food, storing up food for the Holocaust. You can feed yourself for 400 years by, you know, these sea. And, and so, man, I'm listening to that and I'm going, 
I wonder if I need to buy some of that. I don't know. We need discernment. We don't need to be alarmist, but we need discernment about the days before. Financial discernment. All kinds of discernment. God's wisdom. Amen? So, we gain God's wisdom by correction, by, by, by loving the correction of God in our life. Because when He corrects us, it's because He loves us, because He's putting us on that narrow and, and, and straight path towards His purposes. And then as we're walking through that, he, His Holy Spirit gives us discernment to know uh, the things of God and listen to the things of the Spirit of God and, and follow after the Spirit of God in our life. Uh, and that kind of dovetails into number three. We gain God's wisdom by hearing, by being, and this is certainly uh, 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 connects with the discernment, but listen, uh, he, he talks very clearly, and if you go back to Proverbs 1, I, I'm way off, I have to work my way back, thank God for that little, now that took me to Psalms, uh, I went too far, Proverbs 1, look what he says right here, he says, uh, oh, in verse, oh, let me see, verse 5, he says, a wise man will hear and increase learning. A wise man will hear and increase learning. I hope you're not this way. A lot of times we all are. That in a moment of opportunity, if we just be quiet and hush and listen... Wisdom could come into our life. Sometimes people are trying to give us wisdom. Sometimes maybe the pastor's preaching or the teacher's teaching. And because we're not engaged with a hearing ear, we miss the wisdom of God in our life. I've had people come to me who are pretty faithful in times gone, pretty faithful to what I've been, I preach from. And they come with all these issues. And I said, well... Uh, were you here Sunday? Because I gave you some stuff that surely applies right here. What did I say Sunday? Well, I don't know. It was pretty good. but uh, <laughs> Man, that joke you told on about the dog and the cat. Well, that was funny there. But you got to listen. We've got to, we've got to learn to train our... Listen to me. There's a, there's a world... In fact... Uh, uh, we're raising up a generation who cannot comprehend and what's the word uh, uh, grasp uh, too much at a time. If you can't say it in 160, whatever, how many characters on Twitter, uh, then that, people shut you down. If it, in fact, let me tell you something. I've got some of my friends who they send their missionary letters. They're way too long, and I go, huh? Sorry, bless them, Lord Jesus. I hope. Because it's hard to comprehend, you know. And, and uh, some of y'all think that about me on Sunday morning. You go, bless him, Jesus. He's going way too long. I understand all that. Uh, but listen, we cannot let this culture we live in close up our ears to hear what God has to say to us. We need to all go to Africa and go to church. They will wear you down. In fact, 
we were, years ago, we were on our way. We were about five hours late to church. We got lost. Uh, a two-hour drive took us nine and a half hours, and we got stuck. We were Hill and Dale. We arrived at this church at like 1030 at night. We were all just, as we arrived, we could see the lights glowing through the little old church. They were still a-singing, and we were thinking we'd just go straight to the hotel and go to bed. No, buddy, they wanted to hear the Word of God. Been waiting on us five hours. Uh, take some of y'all to church in, in Africa, and boy, you'll, you'll, when noon comes, they haven't even entered, they haven't even introduced the preacher yet. They're just gearing up, I'm telling you. And so our culture has, has dumbed us down to hear just a little bit. And so, in fact, pastor, we try to learn how to, how to uh, communicate in a way where we're just, where we're not, you know, I, I don't want to overload you here, here, give you a little bit, and, uh, because our culture has dumbed down. But look what Proverbs 1.5 says. He says, you've got to hear and increase in learning. Uh, uh, look, in, look in verse 8. My son, hear the correction of your father. Hear the instruction of your father. Open your ears to hear. Incline means to hearken. Give heed to. Look in Proverbs 2.2. 2. He says, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Look at 4.1. We already read it. Uh, hear, my children, the instruction of a father. I meant to say this earlier, I just can't, let me just say, that one half of that verse describes, is the antithesis of our culture today. Because we got, we got fatherless children everywhere, uh, and fatherless parents everywhere. We got daddy issues running rampant through the streets. I'm just telling you, it's the way it is. We've all been affected by it. And Solomon comes along and he says, listen... You better, you better listen to the voice of... You better get a father figure in your life. In fact, the Bible says there's not many fathers. A lot of teachers, but not many fathers. A number of years ago, God began to speak to me. He said, yeah, you're an okay teacher, but you're a lousy father. Not to my kids, but as a spiritual father. I, I changed the way I looked at people. And, and I'm still learning. I'm, I have some blank spots there that I'm trying to fill in. I'm about to be 60. It's a little late, but I'm trying. Everybody say, bless him, Jesus. Bless him, Jesus. I'm trying. But, but we've got to hear the voice of the Father and, and, uh, and listen to what he has to say to us. In fact, Jesus, one, uh, one of his repeated statements, uh, he said it at least three times, but in the gospel it's recorded six, seven, eight times. He said, he, this is Jesus' words, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. What's he saying? There are some people who have ears to hear, but they're, they're not hearing. If you have ears, you can hear. And then so you need to hear. In other words, to hear is not something that just naturally happens. You can hear people, but you don't understand them because you're thinking of something else. You're not engaged with what they're saying. You're, you're doing this while they're doing that, and you're missing God's wisdom in your life. And so we got to train ourselves. we got to train our ear to hear. That's why Jesus said, if you got an ear, you got to hear. Most of the time, it's not a problem with God's mouth. It's a problem with his people's ears that they don't hear. So we gain God's wisdom 
by correction. We gain God's wisdom by discernment. We gain God's wisdom by hearing, by listening, learning to listen. Listen, uh, I have, uh, 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 well, it's Dr. Shibley. I was going to say just a friend. Dr. Shibley, he spends at least one day a year in solitude. He puts himself in a place. He doesn't have a telephone. He doesn't have an internet. He doesn't have no one to talk to. And he does not speak a word out loud. And the reason is because he realizes that there's a time just to listen. Now, to me, that would be a challenge. But all of us need to take time to listen to what God is saying to us. We'll get wisdom. And all you're getting, get wisdom. And then finally, number four. This is one that just really revved my motor uh, as I began to look at it. And it's very simply learning. We gain God's wisdom by learning. That verse 5 of Proverbs 1, he said this, A wise man will hear and increase what? Learning. Now, we all know this. To learn requires a teachable spirit, right? You can't teach somebody that's not teachable. If they don't want to learn, they're not going to learn. You can't make them learn. But from a, from a spiritual standpoint, we've got to open up ourselves, as we've said, and, and, and allow God to teach us. We have to have a teachable spirit. Look in Proverbs 4. We read it already, but catch this. Catch the teachable spirit Solomon had with his daddy. I love how he says this. Everybody go, ooh. Here we go. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. Now, he's now a father, but and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Don't forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me. Now, what did that just describe? He was teachable. When I was tender, my father, he, I just... I just get the warm fuzzies. He's thinking of his daddy, David, who spent quality time with him. When I was a son, my daddy taught me. Whoo. I got a picture of me and Nathan. I, I found it the other day. Uh, I couldn't remember how I even did this, but we did a brake job on his car. <laughs> and he learned how to change the brakes. And I thought, Hey, I'd forgotten that it was father, son, learn how to change the brakes on your car day. And we all have those things. But we've got to be teachable. Now, here's, here's the cool thing. where he, he says this, he also taught me. Everyone say taught me. The word taught to flow like water. To rain upon. To, and, and here's kind of another angle. To take aim like an archer. Let me address that part. To me, it helped me as a teacher. If I'm going to teach someone, I can't be all over the map. 
I want you to get, I want you to get the point. I want to say it in such a way that it's like an arrow to the, to the target. Boom, I got it right in the center. I got it. That helped me as a teacher, uh, that, that as a parent, as a teacher, as a Bible teacher, as a pastor, as a mother, as a brother, when we teach someone, we teach them so they get the point, they get it. They're not just, they've got, this is what I want you to learn right here. Now, the other part, we're taught, it's like the flow of water to be, to rain upon. Now, when you become It's like a flow of water over your life. It's like the rain upon your life. And when it rains upon your, the, the garden of your life, what happens? The harvest begins to come up. I'm taught the word and, and the blessings of God come. And it's like water to my soul. In fact, you remember what uh, uh, Ephesians 5 says, husbands, uh, you know, you bring to the table, husbands, the word of God. It's like the washing of the water of the Word of God. It will bring you wisdom. When you get teaching and the water of the Word rushing over your life and God's teaching rushing over your life, it washes you, it cleanses you, it empowers you, it gives you wisdom. Amen? He said, I remember my daddy did that for me. My daddy got me and his words were like a washing of water over my life. Nourished my soul. Ooh. Now, that word of God. Now, here's, here's, here's my little. In fact, let me just say this about David. When you go through the Psalms, 15 times, he said, teach me. He was teachable. So David, the teachable one, came to, uh, to his son Solomon taught him, and he was teachable too. David was teachable. 15 times he said, teach me, Lord. In fact, the first one is in Psalm 25, 4. He said, teach me your ways. There's 15 different teach me, Lord's. When's the last time you spent time with God and said, teach me? I want to learn. I want to know. Teach me, Lord. You know one of the biggest issues in church today? Getting people to listen to teaching. Hardest thing to do. Get people come Bible study. Because people don't understand the value of the flow of water of the word over their life. It's water, it's nourishment, it's cleansing, it's wisdom. It helps us aim our lives like an arrow. Whoo! It's hard to get people to do devotionals in the morning. I'm too busy. Let me just say that's stupid. Spend time in the Word. It'll wash over you like a flow of water. I tweeted this this morning. 
Most people just want to be touched. They don't care much about being taught. Touch me, Lord. Now, let me show you this. The Holy Spirit is like water. Scripture says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The, how, how many of you know the Holy Spirit will wash over us? But let me tell you something. It's, it's not just the Holy Spirit we need. We need His Word. It's spirit and Word. We need, hey, if you spend an hour getting touched by the Holy Spirit, you need to spend an hour being, being touched or transformed by the teaching of the Word of God. We spend all our time wanting a touch, and we never get taught. And therefore, we wonder why we have no wisdom how to live our life. We go from emotional experience to emotional experience to emotional experience. And we think an emotional experience will, 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 will satisfy. And hey, I love to be touched. But let me tell you how I've been transformed by the Word of Almighty God. Amen? When I learn. A lot of people want the reign of the Spirit, but they don't want the reign of God's Word in their life. Amen? It's true. Uh, wow. How do we get wisdom? This is Wisdom Wednesday. We do by becoming teachable, by, by positioning ourselves to hear the voice of God's Word and the voice of God's people who teach us and Help us to gain learning and insight in our life. I've told people in times past, they come to me and I hear and listen and, I, and, and, and then I get a word in my heart and says, let me tell you what I sense God telling you. I'm just going to tell you, this is what you need to do. I try to be sensitive to that because I know, you know, if I'm off kilter and they follow through, but God gives me wisdom some and, and I, I, I tell them, if, if you do this, this will happen. If you, if you don't do this, this will happen. So do this because if you do that, it's going to get worse. And they come back to me, well, what did you do? Well, did you do what to do? Uh, no. Did you do what I did to you? Yeah, I did. And I tell them, you can't fix stupid with stupid. You can't change the, the error of your ways by making another error. Right? We got to learn from our mistakes. <laughs> we got to learn. We got to learn. And, you know, and, and, and here's what I've learned. It's better to learn from others who teach us rather than to go through the school of hard knocks. Uh, never going to do that again. So we've got to be teachable. We've got to put ourselves under the flow of God's Word, and it will give us wisdom from God. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Amen? Well, there you go. There's four. I've got a lot more. We'll talk about next Wednesday night. Amen? Let's stand up together.